everyone. This is the Crime Cafe, your podcasting source of great crime suspense and thriller writing. I'm your host, Debbie Mack. Before I bring on my guest, I'll just remind you that the Crime Cafe has two ebooks for sale the nine book box set and the short story anthology. You can find the buy links for both on my website, debbiemack.com, under the Crime Cafe link. You can also get a free copy of either book if you become a Patreon supporter. You'll get that and much more if you support the podcast on Patreon, along with our eternal gratitude for doing so. I would also like to recommend Stitcher Premium if you're a fan of podcasts. If you like true crime or crime fiction, there are loads of podcasts out there for you. And with Stitcher Premium, you can listen to the exclusive archives from Criminology or bonus episodes from True Crime Garage. You can also listen ad-free to episodes of your favorite podcasts. I've subscribed, and for only $4.99 a month, it's nice to have ad-free entertainment. Just go to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code CRIMECAFE, that's one word, all caps, to try it out absolutely free for a month. Hi, everyone. Our guest today is the author of the Urban Nights Thriller series. He served as an Air Force officer on active duty and in the reserves for more than 10 years. He also does his share of cool traveling to places like London, Toronto, the Arctic Circle, and the Caribbean. He also hails from the Motor City, Detroit. My guest today is James Roby. Hi, James. Hello. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? I am outstanding. I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Excellent. Good. So how did you get involved in fiction writing? What got you started with that? Well, um, I mean, honestly, it's been almost like a lifelong thing. I remember my my father liking, you know, old Humphrey Bogart type movies and, you know, the crime thrillers and Niar and that kind of thing. And I, and I kind of picked that up from him. And, and as I got older, I started looking at things like uh, James Bond. And then later I started seeing like Chef and I, all those things kind of molded together in my mind to this character I eventually created. But the, you know, I, re- I remember distinctly, and I'm dating myself, going to see Superman or Christopher Reeves and just being so moved by that, you know, as a little kid. But it was like, this is this is a story that I wish I was in. So I, I started writing a character that was Superman, but it was my background. And then from there, I, I started writing some other things. I did I did a, a, a book for a friend of mine who's big into Star Trek. So I did like the history of the Enterprise and he really liked that. And then finally I wrote a, I'm sorry, I have to admit it, a, a fan fiction for a, a TV show I was watching. And then from there, I just, I just, I was watching this show, another show from my past, um, uh, Mike Hammer with, um, Stacy Keach. Oh yes, and I, and I really like that show, and and all those things just kind of clicked together, and and I and I'm, I've been doing it ever since. Oh my gosh, I had no idea you wrote fan fiction. That's so cool. I did one. I did one. One. Okay, <laughs> I think that's awesome. I think Thank that's you. really awesome. Um, so uh, the Urban Night series has a protagonist who's a former operative of the Defense Intelligence Agency. 
that's a really interesting sort of background for a private eye to come from. Well, um, he, he started off, um, he, he pretty much mirrored my, my background until I, I always figured he's me except cooler. And, and Jordan Noble started off as a missile launch officer at Minot, like I did, but he had an, an event in his life that changed his trajectory. And I started off with the OSI, which is the Office of Special Vet Investigation for the Air Force. It's kind of like the Air Force's FBI. But I wanted to make it a little bit more jazzy, a little cooler, you know, not so commonplace. So I'm looking at, you know, first place is obviously the CIA, but man, everybody's either ex-CIA or CIA. And at the time when I thought up the DI, uh, using the DIA, it wasn't quite as well known in fiction. I mean, there are some characters of Denzel Washington's portrayal of the equalizers from the DIA, but this was before that. So I thought that that was interesting because it still connected the military background of Jordan. And it was a, a real life agency that, you know, not too many people had heard of. I was going to say, um, did you have to do research to find out about that or was that from experience with them? No, no, that was that was all research. Um, it was like I said, it started off with the CIA, but that's just so trope. You know, everyone just pulls the CIA in there. So I started looking up other agencies and then seeing how the CIA, I mean the the DIA is does have officers and enlisted members, but they do mostly use civilians. But I thought, yeah, we could still put Jordan in there as an officer, so that, that still works. I think that's really cool. I think it's cool that you're exploring a unique agency rather than going to the kind of almost oh, yeah. cliche CIA <laughs> yeah. at this you, point. You, you get to that point where you go to the back of a book and you flip it over and it either says ex-CIA, you know, Joe Tuff Or MI6. Or, or, or MI6 or ex-Navy <laughs> SEAL, you know, it's like, oh that, gosh, you know, let's, let's make it a little different. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, how many books are there in the series so far? So I'm, work, I'm working on a sixth book, um, but there are there are six, uh, five books that are complete and the other ones are getting, going through the editing phase right now and I'm already working on the seventh book. So there, there are, it's an ongoing series, but they're individually, it's like you, you could jump in at any point and not be lost. You don't necessarily have to read the previous one, but yeah, right now I'm working on the seventh one and the sixth one is, in pre-production as it were. That's cool. Um, I was going to say, you used the term pre-production. I like that because there is almost a cinematic quality to the, the writing itself. Yes. Um, I, I think one of the things, and this is one of the, the, the challenges I found on one of the, um, the things that I had to um, adapt my approach to was that the writing part is I think everyone has a story in them, whether it's a fictional story or, or, or something about their life, but translating that to page is a skill. And then taking that product and then making it presentable to the public, that's an entirely different skill. And that's been a challenge for me, um, you know, getting that, those eyes on page as it was, getting people to acknowledge your your work or, or just be aware of it. That is, that is quite a challenge. And there's a lot of agencies out there, there's a lot of individuals out there who have, I'm, I'm helping other writers, you know, there's other, there's lots of programs out there that I've taken part of. There's organizations on Facebook where people are helping each other. So yeah, there is, it's not just, okay, I'm, I'm the end, I'm done. I mean, there, there is that kind of like, okay, now we got to go into, I guess would be like the, the, the publication or the, the uh, marketing part of your book. And then from there, you, you know, you actually get some sales. So that's where I am now. And, you know, to, to that end, I'm, I'm talking to people like you, Debbie, to get, you know, get your readers involved, get your readers, 
get their eyeballs on my my product and and uh, possibly you know expand from there yeah it's tough now it's very yeah, it hard to get visibility at all these days because there are so many books out there and there's so much to uh struggle with in terms of getting that visibility uh, but uh, do you have a plan in terms of how many you would ultimately like to write for the series or are you just taking it book by book? Well, you know, yes. I mean, it's one of those kind of things where it's like the, the character will eventually hit a point where it's like, okay, he's just doing the same thing over and over again. And um, right now, the Jordan Noble and his team has, has gone through some 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 changes. There's some, some new characters being added. He's had some personal life change in his life. So that op opens an opportunity for another chapter. But then it's like, okay, what happens after that? And then uh, you're right. I don't want to be where it's, it's just endless books. Uh, a lot of it's going to have to depend on, you know, how successful the marketing is and how successful people respond to it and what, what there's demand in. I mean, you know, they even killed off Sherlock Holmes and the, the demand for him to come back was so great that they, oh, I didn't really die off that cliff. It was, it was <laughs> I just tricked you, uh, Watson. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, at this point of, in the career, it's just like, I, I have some stories in mind and, you know, if there was still demand, then, you know, we would, we would press on. Mm-hmm. How would you describe your books in terms of genre? Thriller, action adventure? Um a thriller, action adventure, yes, all that stuff. I mean, basically this is a a um detective type of novel. You if if you know something along the lines of, you know, movies like uh like I already mentioned Shaft. Um uh, there's some there's some James Bond element given his his former spy background um i'm thinking of stuff like 21 bridges the recent movie uh, it's an action movie with a, a an action book with a, a, a the thriller aspect of it is that 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 ticking clock that you know things are what's going to happen next so yeah but it was it would definitely be that kind of feel to it if it was a movie mm -hmm. so hollywood if you're listening you know that's that's what I'm going for, you know, Michael B. Jordan, maybe we can talk and we can get a, get a contract going. Excellent. Uh, let's see. Have you ever thought about writing another series or a standalone? I have. Um, there, there is a, there's a, there's a story in my head and sometimes, you know, and that's kind of how it happens. It, there's, I have a story of, about a guardian angel who, who, who's on earth and instead of having flowing wings and a flaming sword you know he's more of a normal kind of person and then it's got a more of a supernatural feel to it um i've been thinking about doing a, a children's book now that i'm a, of a father but um as of right now i mean jordan noble and the urbanites are like you know they let books like your children and they're they're my babies and um and i'm really just trying to get to a position where i can get that 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 eyeballs on the page that that notoriety that that people know who I am like it branch out I mean this was this would be something that if if it didn't work that would really crush me as opposed to if I send out if I wrote these other books that didn't work it'd be like oh you know at least I tried I mean this Jordan Noble and his urbanites are what what got me into writing mm -hmm. yeah what kind of a person is Jordan Noble well, he's a uh, he he is what I would call a typical hero, where he is a 
a normal guy who's in extraordinary circumstances. I mean, from his beginning, he's just he's just doing his job. He's like I said, he's a missile launch officer at Minot, North Dakota, and something incredible happens and it pulls him in. So he's he leaves the service to to return home because his his focus is on home and friends and you know that kind of service. And he looks at himself as I, I can do some about some of the problems that are facing Detroit. Most people don't, but I'm in a position to do that. And he surrounds himself with his personal friends that all the urbanites are friends he grew up with. They don't have the same skill sets as he does. Um, they they bring other things to the to the mix, and together they it's more like many hands make light work. And that's the kind of person Jordan is. He's not he's not a glory hound. He's just really I want to I want to help people, and I have this kind of skill set. Doesn't take himself too seriously, but um, in hindsight, he's he's a he's a pretty dangerous person. He has a a, um, a unique capabilities and, and and abilities that most people don't have and he's aware of that but he doesn't let it go to his head always a good thing um, <laughs> <laughs> he's a regular guy he's a regular guy a regular guy doing extraordinary things doing extraordinary, extraordinary circumstances it's, it's, exactly and I, and I think that's really the definition of a hero he's not looking for these things but he's really in a position like if, if I can help I will that's so funny. It reminds me just a little bit of Walter Mosley and Easy Rollins, the reluctant yeah. detective. Yeah, and, 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 and he's not so much a reluctant detective. Easy's more like, uh, I got to eat, you know, yeah, <laughs> so I got yeah. I to gotta, I gotta do this thing. But Jordan goes into it knowing that, you know, it's, it's probably going to be dangerous, but I have I have the capability of dealing with that. But, um, you know, he doesn't he doesn't sing his own praises. He works. Mm -hmm. he, he works with people. You know, there's, it, it, there. If there's a mouse in his life, kind of like Easy's in his earlier books, there's a, it's, it's a, a joint cooperation that you know we're going to do something better for for people who can't help themselves. Mm -hmm. So there are, in a sense, social issues addressed in your books as well as the action. Yeah, to to a degree, and I and I've tried to stay away from any kind of. Um, politics or mm -hmm. or anything that, that, that it is taking place in the city of Detroit which is in that have a, a depressed economy for quite a long time it's a it's a uh still to this day overwhelmingly african-american population so some of those issues do come in play but it's not a and then you can see my dog's head popping up <laughs> uh it, it, is, it is it is not a a social um media social uh, awareness kind of platform there is a, a a moment in one of the books pale horse where there is a, a terrorist attack going on in the city and jordan has a team at one, one of his own old friends and they have very different backgrounds and they have a a moment of well, why is this so important you know why what's this what's the issues with detroit why why do you feel like these things are happening and jordan gets heated and they, they go back and forth but in a few minutes since they're old buddies they you know they're 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 laughing and joking and that's as deep as I get with it. You know, there is some there is a touch of of gentrification that's going on in Detroit right now that I address in the book. For the most part, it's 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 criminals and 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 crimes at a high enough level that anybody can look and say, oh yeah, that's a bad guy. You know. Mm -hmm. So it's later layered in there, 
it's but, layered. You know, in it's it, yeah. not too thick. <laughs> Jordan Jordan doesn't live in on in a bubble where everything is. He's not a superhero where it's a four color world and and there's good guys and bad guys. You know, there's there's ways there's there's strata in between there. There is some political thing, but again, he's just he's a regular Joe. You know, he just happens to be in this situation, so he doesn't get too immersed into that world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Being that you're from the Motor City, what's your favorite band? I just have to ask because I love music. <laughs> I'm a musician. <laughs> well, you, you know what? Um, if you come to Detroit, you're, you're going to hear Motown. Um, and if you come to Detroit, you got to go to Motown. They, they've recently renovated and it's, it's, it's gorgeous. They have a, a very great um, um, movie at the beginning and they've redone the whole house to make it look like uh, the way it did back in the 60s. So so that that Motown town sound is very uh, very much alive there. You go outside, there's a DJ playing, and there's little kids and people dancing the Motown song. It's great. It's that's beautiful. So cool. I just that that's that's my plug for Detroit. But as far as band, I mean, really, I have a, a and I've I've gotten to a point where all of my bands are behind me. I, there was a uh, I'm a really big jazz fan, and my favorite jazz artist would be probably be either Miles Davis or Ronnie Jordan. He's a he's a jazz guitarist from um england he he died a few years ago but i really liked his stuff um from detroit there was a, a mo uh, an era called the techno music era and, and my favorite band from that era would be um would probably be uh inner city um mm. but you know my 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 music is everywhere um one of my favorite artists is um frankie beverly and Mays. uh so yeah, I'm. I, I, but I, I'm a, I'm a jazz guy at heart. Very cool. I've always liked Charlie Parker, actually. Oh, Charlie Parker. Yeah, yeah. Charlie <laughs> Parker. I could just, I, I go on YouTube. I just put, put type in Charlie Parker, and I'm ready to go. So, I know. Uh, and, I know and, what and, you and, mean. And, and, and then that whole bebop era is just, it's just really kind of, it, it, it's, it's good for music when you're playing because it's not very jarring. And everything is just very smooth, and you can listen to it. And, and I just, I just play it all the time. I think it's really accessible too for people yeah. who don't who don't who are not familiar with jazz. It kind of slowly introduces you to what comes next, if you know what I mean. And it and it lends itself to like movie soundtracks. There's a lot of jazz artists. Um, uh, what's his name? Stanley Clark used to do a lot of uh, uh, movie soundtracks. So it it kind of just lends itself into that music. It's it's in the background. You hear it, but it's not overpowering. Mm hmm. Um, what writers do you find most inspiring? Um, I, I used to, and it was almost a law that you had to read Tom Clancy when I was in the service. I mean, when I was in, when I was in, at, at Minot, you, we went out to the launch control facility there, there underground and I could tell you about it, but I had to kill you. But anyway, um, <laughs> in every one, somewhere in the racks, there was a, a a hunt for red october a clear present danger something like that i i, I really i really enjoyed those um and that and that's what i use for some of i mean his 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 level of detail and this is he's famously you know known for this it's just incredible for someone who's never actually served and so that was really good um some of the people who follow him i like mark um Gurley. he's writing the um the gray man series and which is recently becoming a movie so that's that's been really great great uh you mentioned walter mosley i i, I definitely mm -hmm. enjoyed some of his earlier stuff i kind of drifted away from it some of his other stuff came up but i i 
as, as far as the kind of stuff that's influenced me, and of course you can't say anything about mentioning um, Ian Fleming. I mean, his his work is very different from the Bond on the on the screen, and a lot of mm-hmm. people, you know, make that distinction very well. And it's it's the kind of thing that his his Bond was very much a product of 1950 uh, England, you know, hard drinking, womanizing, you know, even slightly racist. But you know, his <laughs> at that time it was very like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe he's saying anything. He he's doing these things, but it, it it's it's different from modern writing but i like to go back to it and then the guy who replaced him um raymond benson he's he was my 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 james bond uh, writer he was he started writing by about the same time i came into the service um his bond always appeared in my mind as pierce brosman so mm. um, those are the kind of guys who kind of dipped and dabbed into my writing style interesting what advice would you give to anyone who's interested in writing and publishing today? Oh my gosh! Woo. First of all, don't do what I did, and I and I and I say that tongue in cheek, but I I I look back and and on my career as it were, and said I could have did one things better. And the first thing I got to say, and this is going to sound cheesy, but it's, it's very true, is that you have got to believe wholeheartedly that the world needs your book. Um, you know, there it, there is a there is a certain amount of of labor and and unrewarded labor that goes into writing a book. You can be writing literally for months, for years, and never see anything. And um, you've got to feel like this book is important. And if it's if it's not perfect, if you have grammatical errors, that can be fixed. But you're but you you have to believe that your book is important. There's somebody out there will read your book. There's nothing better than the first time somebody who you don't know tells you, hey, this is really good. And this is like, wow. That would be the first thing. I mean, and and I say that because without that, everything else is just gonna be like, yeah, I'll get to it. But there you you've got to kind of commit to the fact that you're gonna have to spend some money. You're gonna have to either spend money or time. And more likely, got to spend both. If you've got a lot of money, then you can you can you can hire people to do all these things for you. If you don't have a lot of money, you're gonna have to do some of this stuff yourself. But you're gonna have to spend money. You're gonna have to edit. You're gonna have to you're you're gonna have to get a professionally made cover. Um, you're gonna have to you know go into Facebook or go into Amazon, whatever media you choose to use as your advertising platform. And oh, I don't like that. That's not me. I, you you've you've got to do it. I mean. You can have the greatest book in the world, but if no one knows about it, it you know it doesn't make any difference. You're gonna have to. I know not a lot of writers tend to be um, what they call introverts. In, you got to get out of that. You got to talk in front of people. Any chance you get to talk about your book, shake somebody's hand and talk about the book, you got to take it. I think that's the most important thing. And you got to read. You got to you got to keep keep up with your genre, keep up with other people writing because things change, and things change. You know. It, it could change with a, with a book. If a book, um, you know, the Harry Potter series has really changed the way how people approach it. And everybody wants to write about these teen wizards and everything. But you know, you you've got to stay with it. You can't you can't be locked in your book. I've had to go back and rewrite every one of my books to some degree, and it's not fun. But you know, you you got to do it. This is this is kind of like a job, and and you know, you you work for yourself, and you got to kind of be in the position of would I fire me. And um, if I would, you know, you need to work harder. 
So it, it's a it's a it's definitely a labor of love, and it and it's great. It's fun. I mean, the creation process for me, I love it. But this this marketing stuff, man, I I, I, I hate it like taxes. But I I gotta do it, you know. And that's and and that's if you're out there on that fence, and it's like, uh, you got you got to embrace the suck, man. I mean, it's you you've got to you've got to work in that space to get your book noticed. Your book is a product. That's it's exactly it's a product. It's it's a product, and I and I and I think of it as as, as a three stage product. There's process. There's product perfection and, pre and presentation. The product is the book, and you know you, you you finish the book, you write the end, and then you go back and rewrite it. You edit it. You hire people. Then the next part is the uh, is the is the per perfection, and that's some of that editing, but also you know hiring that that guy to make your new cover for you you know maybe you got to change your format in, internally and finally his presentation that's what people have to see are you on amazon are you on some of these other platforms if you're not you know you're probably not going to get the looks you are can you survive without being on amazon absolutely but it's it's the big dog and uh, you're going to have to deal with that one way or the other yes it is uh is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we finish up just that you know I, I hope this has tickled your fancy and your interest, and I hope your viewers uh, uh, jump onto the 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 blog there that I have on your website and take a look at the first chapter. And if that does interest you, go ahead and check out James H. Roby, R -O -B -Y com, and um, join my mailing list and find out what's going on the next adventures of the Urban Knights. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much, James, for being here with us. And Debbie, thank you so much for this opportunity. It's always a, a pleasure to talk to people in the literary world and people who are helping independent writers get out there and get their voices heard. Well, thank you. And it was great talking to you and great meeting you. Um, keep on keeping on. Um, yes, ma'am. <laughs> and I'll uh, also throw in a quick plug for my own latest book. It's called Damaged Goods, and it kicks off a new series with a female Marine veteran protagonist, Erica Jensen. I'm in the midst of wrapping up the first clean draft of my second novel in that series, so that's good. And uh, anyway, you can buy the book at any online retailer or directly from me. Just go to my website. DebbieMag.com, where you can find my books as well as my Patreon page for this podcast. Um, just look for the Patreon button that says support me on Patreon or support us on Patreon and get the perks available for patrons for as little as a dollar a month. Wow. Uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Our next guest in two weeks will be Troy Lambert. And until then, happy reading.